0: Well, um, the recording's going, so I'll just cut it whenever.
1: Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. How long have we been recording for?
0: <laughs> uh, I just started. Okay. Welcome, well, I- everybody. <laughs> Go ahead, Donnie. It's all you.
1: Welcome to the brand spanking new rebooted version of Semi Auto Magic Inc., starring yours truly, Anthony Moore. You said your last name. Oh, shit. Dude, that part.
0: Do you realize how many Anthony Moores there must be in America alone? Yeah, Probably, not to mention the like, rest of the like, world.
1: It's like like the fifth most common last name and like the seventh most common first name.
0: The internet's not going to find you. Think Almost, like think of how many Anthony Moores there must be, and think of how few people we are encountering with this show. Like whatever, it's fine.
1: Shannon's going to know who I am now. Oh no. <laughs> anyways I have I have a bunch of guests with me today they're not really guests they're more like co-stars and the person running the show and the the technical director and my lovely fiance so I'm kind of the guest on this show and everybody else has more important roles than me
2: introduce yourselves people that was that was a wild ride from beginning to finish <laughs> this
1: is what this is what happens
2: when you give me power. <laughs> I don't think anyone gave you power, I think we just didn't stop you. <laughs> Which <laughs> is really all it takes. Stop him. Something, something, George W. Bush. Alright. Well, wow. Um, my, my, my name, my name is Casey, although I'm going by CW at work now because there's uh, someone at work whose name is very similar to mine and we get confused all the time, it's terrible. Um, is I- Is their name KC? It's not. Um, her name just sounds very, very similar to Casey when said out loud, and it was just easier. Um, Is it Cassie? It's it's not because that doesn't sound like Casey Dylan. Is it Bartholomew? Yes, it's Bartholomew. I knew it. You knew it. You knew all along, Champ. You had it in you. I knew you would. Uh. Um. Oh wow. Hi everybody. Welcome to Digression Corner. <laughs> I'm your host, Marvin McFreestyles.
0: Digression so, Alley.
2: Di- there, no. So there's, there's we, a Harry
0: Potter joke in there. Somewhere yeah, I like know it. that
2: was a Harry Potter joke. We, yeah. I, liked it. I liked it. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> welcome to the thing. Um, Semi-automagic Inc. We are back and ready to do stuff. Uh, I'm Casey CW. I run the thing, which uh, basically means I just make stuff up as I go along and trust you guys to turn it into something worth listening to.
0: Which is a dangerous prospect for yeah, one Dylan Spencer that, who is terrified of literally everything. It's fine. Oh. Aww. <laughs> uh
2: dylan also um took great personal pains over the course of this week to refine and solidify our internet processes to uh bring you a better more stable sound which i know has been an issue in the past so this episode is going to sound extra good and it's all because of him
1: except we hope. on my end because i have the world's shittiest microphone
2: i don't know you sound pretty good dude
1: really Mm-hmm. Way better than, like, because I listened to the last recording, and I, I sounded like garbage.
2: Give me some vocal exercises, dude. Come on. Uh, the Red rain leather,
1: yep. in Spain uh, lies something.
3: Stays mainly in the plane.
2: <laughs> there we go. Tony, I, I don't know what you like did you, with your voice like
1: at you the last second. haven't seen
3: My Fair Lady at all.
1: I, I have. Who is this, by the way?
3: Um, this would be the... Uh,
1: Lovely fiancé I was speaking of?
3: That one. Uh, I'm Jackie. I have kind of a long, horrible, ongoing cold, so excuse my horrific sounding.
0: Which is really kind of terrifying if you're only listening to these episodes (laughs) in the (laughs) the order that they're released, like one after another, because we recorded these months apart and it sounds like you've just been sick for the last, like, six years.
3: I have. (laughs) That's awful. Right,
2: also, there are guinea pigs and cats and a big goofy dog. So this is this. There's really a very high cast count for this uh, this podcast. And we, dude, we-
0: we're gonna go over budget. I can't pay all these
2: animals. You know what? It's okay because they work for Snuggles. Yay! Oh, here's Me one right now. Hi there, Doctor Hunter. S. Tomcat. Oh. All right. Okay. So um. God, Dylan, cut just all of that. So no. last time. <laughs> On semi Magic ink. Um, you guys, upon reflection, you guys just straight up planned a kidnapping.
0: <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Listen, the the White Council is not known for their uh kid gloves.
2: Well, that, that's good, because they're 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 nabbing a kid, so maybe they can make some. Yeah. That's a skinning joke. Starting off strong. <laughs> <laughs> okie okay, dokes um, so yes last time a plan was made to nab the problematic problematic Preston lad at his place of residence and uh, we got a little bit of insight into the activities of the wee free men and what they're up to at their newfound home and magic beams and we got a little peek into the morning rituals of our protagonists and then you all climbed into a car sent by the White Council and sped off towards uh, silky, luxurious Milwaukee estates. So, you have all climbed into a car driven by, if I recall, a uh, rather severe but not unfriendly woman with uh, platinum blonde hair and a very nice uh, male-cut suit suit and she is driving and very focused on driving what are you guys doing
3: relentlessly hitting on her
2: fair enough
1: i knew exactly when you said male cut suit i'm like jackie's character is gonna start hitting on her
2: there we go uh basically if if any of you are, are comics readers picture uh Either Lucy from The Wicked and the Divine, or uh, just just honestly, uh, like maybe a little softer David Bowie, and you're probably good. And <laughs> his thin white dude, <laughs> like fixings. like
1: Tilda Swinton, kind of.
2: There you like go. Bowie. Yeah, if if David Bowie and Tilda Swinton had a baby, that would not automatically destroy the world with its beauty and purity. Casey, I love you. Well, all the love. So you guys are cruising through the streets of Portland away from Magic Beans. Fiona, out of curiosity, did you... I I forget, did we lock the door or did we trust the fairies to run the shop while you were gone?
3: I have made the possibly horrific decision of trusting them.
2: Okay, and I've I've given a lot of thought as to how they're going to do that because the tallest one is maybe the size of, like a tall candle or you know like a like like an old style gi joe
3: are they so, little rascals
2: what do you mean by that
1: they stack themselves on top of each other to pretend they're a real human.
2: Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. I didn't have the cultural the the reference you had there. I was thinking like a, like a bunch of third graders trying to sneak into an R rated movie in a trench coat.
1: Basically, little rascals. yeah, little rascals were the ones who created that trope.
2: Oh, there you go. Except R rated movies at the time were ones where black people got to go to college. Wow. Um,
0: I mean, he's not wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, tell me I'm wrong. So. Digression corner. Yes, okay.
0: So, I'm running through math in my head the whole way, just... Solomon is? Yeah. What kind of math? A, like, basic addition...
3: Differential calculus.
0: Like, to what end? Just, like, as a meditative exercise, or is he doing his yeah. taxes, or...? As a fun thing to do. Like, this is entertaining for him.
2: <laughs> oh, 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 16. You rascal. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about Solomon, and this has been true since the very first episode, is that he is very stoically putting up with a world that is three full levels of realism below his. <laughs> uh, and, uh, what about you, uh, Rowan, no last name?
1: Um, well, I have a last name, I just haven't revealed
2: the last name yet. It's just a secret. Maybe, maybe something that our, our, uh, our extra special patron listeners who donate can, uh, can get a special preview of, no, they're, they're not
1: going to get his real name.
2: Of course they not. Can't,
1: Cause then they can control him. Yep. Any asshole on Reddit who wants me to do something just has to invoke his true name.
2: Fair enough. It should well, be a fun
1: contest.
2: It could be. So what's um, the up to,
1: I'm, I'm, uh, staring out the window, uh, and methodically, I don't know if methodically is the right word. Uh, I'm cleaning my gun. Uh, like, taking it apart and cleaning it out uh, through muscle memory. Like, nice. I'm not even looking at the gun. I'm staring at the window and, and like, I guess you'd say it's a type of meditation.
2: Right, you're yeah. somewhere else. Can we go over the plan
1: one more time? Uh, so I'm ready by the time we get there.
0: So, step one, get the Preston kid alone. We're going to do this by inviting him to take a tour of the... Uh, facilities at OSU. Right. Step two, I'm going to try to convince him to come along willingly. If he does, great. If not, I've got a cudgel, and I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Um, There's black bags and rope in the trunk.
1: Right. Uh, you know, I think a gun to the face will also persuade him enough. Even though, you know, I'm not going to shoot him, you know, we have an arrangement, but you know, it doesn't mean I can't scare the hell out of him.
0: Right. Um,
1: am I your TA? Is that what we were going with for my disguise? I'm not remembering
0: that. Uh, uh, you know, because
1: there's three of us here and only one of us actually looks like a professor.
0: Let's uh, let's play it by ear. We'll figure it out when we get there.
2: All right. All right. Very good. Um, you guys cruise through to a steadily nicer and nicer area of town. You're going pretty much north, and eventually your driver parks just a little bit outside of the gated community of Milwaukee Heights. Uh, she turns around. She Hoists her shoulder up over the, over the seat to get a better look at you guys and says, so you guys are really gonna head in there and
0: just, uh, just, just steal this kid, huh? That is how this works, usually.
1: I wouldn't call it stealing. We're persuading him, possibly against his will.
2: She, she weighs this in her head and says, well, alright. Best of luck, you guys, but, uh, if you need me, I am gonna be elsewhere. Cause if this goes sour, I don't need to be around for it. That's above my pay grade. Fair enough. She, uh, she turns back around in a, what a nice conversation that was gesture. <laughs> what does
0: that look like?
2: Um, it's very slow and deliberate, and, uh, her body turns before her head does. Okay. Yeah. You glad you asked?
0: <laughs> yeah, great. Alright. Uh, like, does her does her whole head just, like, stay pointed backward? Like, is she an owl?
2: Yes. Okay.
0: Absolutely. I'm terrified. <laughs> All right, so you said we're at the Preston's Gate? Uh, you are at the gate to
2: Milwaukee Heights, which is right. the gated community in which the Prestons reside.
0: Right, okay.
2: And there is, in fact, a guardhouse at the gate.
0: So I get out of the car, and... Throw over my jacket because obviously it's been folded in my lap.
2: Right, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> throw my jacket on. Sort of arrange everything so that it looks kind of neat, but it's still askew because Solomon doesn't see things straight. And then I, I walk over to the guardhouse.
2: All right, there is a uh, gentleman
0: leafing through
2: a magazine. <clears throat> he uh, he looks up at you looks back down to his magazine, reads another paragraph, and then uh, folds the page over and closes it. Can I help you?
0: Yes, we need entrance to, to the estates. And for what purpose? A visit to the Preston family. Are
2: you expected? Should be, yes. All right. What's the name? Byron. Give me Give me just one moment. He picks up his, uh, his, his patented guard phone and, uh, punches in some coordinates. He, he turns away from him. Hello there. Mrs., uh, Mrs. Preston, I got a Solomon Byron here. Says he's expected up your way. Really? Okay. Whatever you say, Mrs. He hangs up, turns around and says, alright, looks like you're ready to go. He, uh, he pulls a little lever and the, uh, the gate begins to Slide open a little bit Because you know the slower the gate opening The classier the gated neighborhood Right of course Yeah you've got time to spare You're just hanging out
0: Yeah I take a leisurely stroll around the block Before I return to the car Absolutely
1: So uh, are we going inside with uh, you Or are we staying Uh, out Okay So I stroll around the block
3: too
2: then (laughs) Okay Fiona what are you up to
3: I have left my phone number for the driver and sure. am trying to figure out what magazine the guard is reading.
2: Sure. Um, you want to do a careful observation? Sure. Sure. Go ahead and do a roll. I just realized we we rolled dice
0: like three times in six episodes. So, I mean, some people who play RPGs would would call that um, doing it right. Yeah. Uh, she got a one.
2: Okay, fair enough. Well, he's not trying to hide it, so that's no problem. Uh, you see, it is the latest issue of Mental Floss.
3: Mental Floss.
2: Yeah, it's a really cool magazine oh, full it? of full of science and interesting stuff.
3: Oh. Floss, floss your
1: yeah.
2: brain. I think your mom
1: subscribes to it.
3: Oh, is that what she...
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. And they are not our sponsor, but if they would like to be, we'd love to hear from them. <laughs>
0: are we just going to shill randomly for, for corporations you until know what? somebody...
2: If I can give a
1: shout-out to one of my other favorite podcasts, yep. uh, uh The way they started doing it was... Uh, they started uh, shit-talking Nike so that Adidas would sponsor them.
2: <laughs> exactly. Adidas. Fuck Nike. <laughs> yeah, that's how it went. Alright, anyway, yep. anyway, anyway, anyway. Alright, um, so you see he is reading Mendelbloss.
3: I'll try to steal it. okay.
2: <laughs> Um, well, he's, he's sitting there reading it, so, uh, how do you propose to do so?
3: I just reach in and start trying to pull it away from him.
2: Alright, are you gonna do that quickly, I suppose? No. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm gonna make you roll for it here.
1: (laughs) Okay. Alright, so while this is happening, uh, Solomon and I are, are, are walking around the block, right? That, that's something that's
2: actually happening. Sure. Right? Correct. Yeah, it's, it's the surrounding block because you're not inside
0: yet. So, yeah. so,
1: but we're we're away from from Fiona, and we're away from the guard, right? Yes. So I turn to to, to Solomon and I say, I, "I really think it was a bad idea that we left her with him."
0: You know, it's usually a bad idea to leave Fiona anywhere. So, this is this is maybe the best of bad options.
1: Okay. Well, if you think if if you think that. Things won't go as catastrophically wrong, then we're
0: okay. I, against my better judgment, have faith.
1: Okay, <laughs> cut yeah. back to Fiona. Fiona, what's Time that?
2: Uh, yeah, what's that quick roll look like?
1: She rolled a six.
2: Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> she has four pluses absolutely you rolled a, a fudge or whatever this is called I don't know you rolled a fate um, <laughs> yahtzee so, yahtzee! so uh, yeah you just like uh, like Kwai Chang Kane with Master Poe style like you just you just yoink in there and he I actually, have no idea what that reference that is. was a it Kung sounds... Fu reference my friend okay and um the guard just he just continues to sit there for a moment reading a magazine that's not there <laughs>
3: <laughs> Before- I, I swapped the magazine with a pair of leaves that have been stapled together.
2: Anything on him Or No. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, he's just <laughs> continuing with his enjoyment of the latest maple monthly. All right, um, okay. so you guys head through the gate. Before you do, he uh, he shouts out just as you walk past his, his guardhouse. He says, hey, you there, you there, fancy coat man. What's up? Do you mind taking this up to the Preston estate since you headed that way? Delivery man left it off, wouldn't go all the way up to the house, because he said he had other deliveries to make. Sure. It's uh he hands you a little square parcel. It's uh it's very, very light, and up at the top return address you can see that it is from the uh Tadgeworth jewelers. If you were to ask me, I'd say it's probably some kind of class ring i mean they just got out a few months ago didn't they
0: yeah that would make sense
2: yeah so maybe it just took a while to get here i don't know that's none of my business i'm going back to my my, my stories and he goes back to his leaves fair enough all right uh up to the uh, house Okay, so you guys uh walk through Milwaukee Estates is absolutely lovely, even by Portland's standards. It is lush and it is the painstaking kind of nature friendly that you only find when millions and millions of city council planning dollars are involved. There are fountains and rotundas. And adorable uh little micro neighborhoods, like there is a main road, but there are also little little micro neighborhoods like uh like Little Whale Cove and Depot Bay and stuff like that. Um, your Intel, as a matter of fact, tells you that Casa Preston can be found at the tail end of Little Whale Cove. So you head down that way. You see very friendly people who are absolutely confident that they are safe because how could anyone bad, anyone who meant anyone harm, get past the guard station?
0: No, that abs- what an absurd thought.
2: This the guard is vigilant.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: he really is. He's he's just he's sharpening his brain. Oh, By the way, Fiona, you're leafing. Th- are you are you reading Mental Floss as you're walking? Or yeah. Fantastic. Then you're um, you're reading an article about uh, how much. Wait a minute.
0: Did What's you that? say? Were you about to say leafing through this yes. magazine? I
2: certainly was,
0: Dylan. God damn it!
4: But I didn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, you're you're
2: learning all kinds of interesting facts about uh, about the application of um, water. As a non-compressible cushion component in space flight and, and stuff like that, it's pretty neat. At the tail end of Little Whale Cove, you arrive at what is simply a monstrosity of a house. It is obscenely large, um, three stories tall, at least fifteen rooms that you can you know piece together not having been inside it four-car garage. There's a a gardener out gardening and, um, it looks like the kind of place that is absolutely beloved by someone who can pay other people to take care of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go up to the front door and ring the bell.
4: Bing! Bing!
0: And, uh,
2: Two minutes later, but they're two minutes full of scuffling. So you can hear someone's trying to get to you the entire time. They just had to come from the other side of the house. Um, yep. The door opens and a, uh, a well-dressed, well-scrubbed little, uh, little servant fella says, uh, Good afternoon and welcome to the Preston estate. Uh, may I help you?
0: Yes, we're here to see um, the young Master Preston.
2: Oh! Uh, very good. Please, uh, come in. May I announce you? Absolutely. Fantastic. Uh, by, by, by what shall I do so? What may I call you?
0: Uh, I hand him a small card that just has Solomon Byron written on it.
2: Oh, fantastic. Very good. And your associates? Uh, don't worry about them. Fair enough. Alright, he, uh, he ushers you inside and says, um, uh, wait here just, just one moment. And he, he steps to a circle of uh it's like it's like the, the, this there's really nice tile really nice marble but there is a small circle in the foyer laid into the floor of like mosaic tiles in in the shape of a, a big stylized sun and he steps into the middle clears his uh his little throat and says <clears> throat> presenting solomon byron and uh, associates and then he just uh He just scuttles off. And a moment later, a lovely woman in the most beaver cleaver outfit you have ever seen in your life. You know, house dress, pearls, hair done up, the works. Wait,
1: beaver cleaver?
3: Yeah, explain that term to me.
2: Well, (laughs) (laughs) no, because beaver dresses
1: like a little boy. Are you saying that she's dressed like a little boy?
2: Are you saying, what, it, what is this What is this unfamiliar hoisting in my
0: petard? I have um, no idea what any of you are talking about right now. Leave it
2: to Beaver. Dylan? Leave it to Beaver was a program from the 1950s that typified many American ideas of wholesome suburban life. I'm
1: pretty also... sure you, you meant to
2: say June Cleaver. If... I did. I was using Leave it to Beaver as a shorthand to save time, so I'm glad we've done that. <laughs> 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 Anyway, <laughs> the very ghost of June Cleaver glides out of uh, glides out of a magnificently appointed archway and uh, steps forward to greet you all. Uh,
4: good morning. My yeah. name is Ramona. I'm I'm, <coughs> I'm to understand that you are here to see my son.
0: Yes, um, I work for OS. I, I work at you OSU as a, a philosophy professor. Oh uh, your your son has caught our attention. He his uh records at what the fuck was the name of the school? <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee Prep. Right, of course. That was uh, out
2: loud. All of that was canon. Go on.
0: <laughs> his records at Milwaukee Prep have improved considerably this last term.
4: Oh, I know we've been so proud so so proud of him. He's worked so hard these last few months. I'm so glad to see that someone has taken t- taken notice.
0: yes, he uh we the the school is willing to offer him a full ride. Oh, my. Uh, we would like to take him for a tour of the facility.
4: Oh, very good. Well, I believe he's in the middle of one of his little projects just at the moment. uh may I offer you some refreshments?
0: Yes, please.
4: Very good. Please, please, right this way. Oh, please, uh, allow Boston to take your coats. Boston.
2: She does a little clippity clap, and the same uh, very well scrubbed, friendly little goon of a man comes gooning on out and says, "Give me them coats." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I recoil in horror.
1: What does he look like?
2: Uh, he's just a little. Uh, he's just a little dude. He's. Uh,
1: Do I I feel like he's a
2: threat to me right now? No, no, no. You can tell he's putting on a tough guy attitude. Does he look
0: like the little man from the Red Lodge?
2: Uh, no, he does not look like the man from another place. No. (laughs) He's just a little guy. He's probably, I don't know, like like five foot one or so, and he's dressed in like a little servant's outfit, and he's trying to make it very clear that he is the butler here, and you guys are the guests with your fancy coats and your college educations and all of your teeth. If he
0: starts speaking backwards, I'm fucking out of (laughs) here. Fair enough. He clears his throat and says...
4: (laughs) I'm very sorry about that. Uh, may I take your coat
2: <laughs> <with> you? <No! laughs> uh, I sort of shrug and grimace and then hand him my coat. Fair enough. He takes it very gently and very reverently and takes it off to uh, one of the many coat rooms.
1: I, I leave my leather jacket on. Like
2: Fair I mean, enough. It's an actual part of my outfit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's attached to you. All right, so um, Ramona leads you into a gorgeously appointed kitchen um, there's every, every device known to man. There are at least three standing mixers. It's fantastic. And, uh, she begins to French press some coffee and, uh, heat up some pastries in a little toaster oven. And, uh, she says,
4: So you're a philosophy professor at OSU? Yes. Oh, very good. That must be very rewarding work. And, and you too?
2: I'm his TA. Oh. And uh she looks she looks politely toward Fiona.
0: Personal security. Even oh, though I see.
3: I'm dressed like a like a stereotypical like Japanese schoolgirl.
0: Yes, exactly.
3: Yes, I, I I try to look as imposing as I can and I have the magazine rolled up and I'm tapping it against my palm. Oh if- my <laughs> that's that's what I'm gonna do if someone
4: No, that's certainly very effective. I would, I would never have imagined.
0: She is tiny, but fierce.
2: (laughs) Fair enough. Well, she, uh, she, she brings around a a platter of some, of some pastries and she brings you all your coffee and asks how you like it and she prepares it just right. And, uh, and as you do so, you, you notice that very, very occasionally there will be the ever so slight twitch, um, that when she's in in the middle of a motion, she will sort of start as if her body forgot it was already doing something.
0: Now, does this look like the signs of someone who has had their brain invaded? Um,
2: Given your training as a warden and your experience with various forms of magic, uh, it's definitely something that could be on that list. It could be a lot of things, frankly, but it also overlaps into that circle.
3: Could she also okay. be a robot?
2: Again... The world is full of possibilities. You have seen no evidence that she is not a robot. You have not uh, asked her to violate any of the three laws of robotics. You have not uh, asked her any paradox questions. So, who knows?
1: I look at her and I say, excuse me, madam?
4: Oh, yes.
0: Are you a robot? (laughs) I...
3: Don't! I smack him with the the rolled up magazine.
0: Rowan, oh, you can't just ask people if they're robots. Oh my, he's very efficient.
4: Uh, no, that's that's all right. Uh, I I no, I'm not a robot. Is that the sort of thing that you see a lot at OSU? Is 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 robots?
0: No, he's an advanced student. He has Asperger's. Don't just. It's fine.
1: Oh, when I when he, he, I say he, he, robot, I mean I mean someone who who succumbs to society's pressures and and blindly follows the way the way our government and and really life oh, life oh. life sets them into
0: I am I fucking say- staring daggers at Rowan Tom this Tom whole Tom. time.
2: <laughs> She's smiling very, very pleasantly. And uh she takes I'm a, a, a- at Rowan
3: <laughs> very impressed. <laughs>
2: She takes a very polite little sip of her coffee and says, Oh no, 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 dear. Around here we don't conform to the pressures of society. We exert them. That she takes it
3: terrifying.
2: She takes another little sip. And uh, I,
1: I, I I I raise my glass and say
2: cheers to that, and I, I take a
1: drink too.
3: I feel personally betrayed. <laughs>
2: She, uh, she, she angles herself so she can see the three of you at once.
4: So, forgive me, I, I know that Theodore, that Teddy's scores have been way, way up, but his areas of study have been very general. Is there a particular uh, program that you think he would be especially suited for?
0: Well, he's achieved top marks in every subject this past term. That's I'm true, sure she, he she glows with pride. I'm sure he would excel in any program we have to offer.
4: That's
2: true. She she actually goes a little a little dreamy and her smile widens and continues to widen like wider than it should be able to. Huh. And uh and she says,
4: "Teddy's just been such a tre- treasure of a son. He was in a little trouble for a while there, but Now his rambunctious days are behind him, and we're we're just so excited for what his future
2: holds. And uh, as you as you see her saying these things, she's clearly getting a little agitated, and the corners of her eyes are actually beginning to bleed a little bit. Oh, okay, just just a little bit. Not like I mean, like blood ain't pouring from her eyes, but you you can you can see that like her. Go ahead. That's a real bad sign.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to, like, like, draw attention to the fact that we, we realize this is happening to her. Uh, but I, I ask her, you know,
2: calmly, um,
1: what exactly is the project your son working on right now?
2: Um, she, she turns to you and smiles, and she's making the body language motion of someone who is about to answer with complete certainty. But then at the very last second, she sort of hitches. She says, he's, he's, he, 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 and she raises a hand to her temple.
0: I, um. She says, excuse excuse
4: me, this, this, this headache came on so suddenly. I'm, I'm sorry, dear. What were you asking?
1: What is your son doing right now?
4: Oh oh he's out in his he's out in his little
2: shack in his in his little workshop shed. You know boys always on with their projects.
0: Well I, you, I um pull a pocket watch out of a vest pocket and and sort of check the time. I say you know, it would uh it would help if we could just go meet him out there. We do have a schedule to keep.
1: Yeah. Oh certainly. I think yes. seeing him in his elements. Uh, would only better his chances of getting into
2: our prestigious college.
4: Oh, outstanding, yes. You must see Teddy in his natural environment. You simply must. He's like a poet. He's like an athlete.
2: And she uh, she clears up all of your dishes instantaneously with the uh, confidence and aplomb of a long-time hostess. Although interestingly enough you notice that as she does so she employs the uh working class waitress technique of lining up all of your uh saucers on her arm at once and uh she just takes them all over to the sink and, and puts them in there to soak and she says
4: well all right um i tell you what I left something in the other room to which I must attend, but if you want to head out to Teddy's workshop, it's just you go right out there through the parlor, by the foyer, past the sitting room, through the aviary, past the apiary, and past the second sitting room out into the backyard, and it should be right there.
1: you have an apiary in your house? We do! Oh, Teddy's father just adores apes. (laughs) I thought an apiary was where you store... Bees.
2: Oh, that's just what we tell people who can't afford <laughs> apes. All right. I you,
0: Casey. I <laughs> I'm going to follow these directions yeah, and stop in the aviary and pet the birds and then sure. keep going.
2: Yeah, the stop birds, in the aviary the birds and pet the that. apes. The apes, uh, the apes actually sign furiously at you. <laughs> oh,
1: no. I signed back.
2: Do you, does Rowan, okay, okay, no, wait a minute. We actually need to discuss this. Is this, does Rowan actually know American Sign?
1: Absolutely he does.
2: Okay, um, then the apes are signing, um, trouble, trouble, boy, and they keep making a, uh, circle with, with their hands in a gesture that looks like the, uh, like the sign for... Important, but without the fingers split. So they just they just keep making a circle shape, right? And and holding their heads and shaking as if they're in pain.
1: Okay, am I the only person in this room right now, or is or is like is that did everybody stop to pet the apes?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, We're all with you, Rowan. you everybody's with me.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, I have actually gone off uh, sneaking after
2: the mother. Ooh, you've gone sneaking after the mother?
3: Yes, I'm concerned about her.
2: Oh, okay. Um mm, 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 mm. uh Let's Byron. continue
3: with the apes first.
2: Well yeah, I was gonna say, well we'll we'll catch up with that in just one second. Solomon, tell me what you're doing.
0: Uh I'm with Rowan. I have no personal affinity for apes, but I am I'm willing to wait for him to, to to do what he needs to do in this apiary. <laughs>
2: so what are you, what are you what are you doing when these apes sign these things to you? Well, I, I, I'm
1: relaying everything they're telling me to him. Like, I mean, you know, they're apes, so they, they speak in broad generalizations. They do. Apes, apes have no subtlety. But, but the, the big thing that I'm seeing is the circle and, and I I look at Solomon. and I say, you guys use circles for everything, right?
0: Uh, for the most part, if we're heading into, into this kid's den, we should be wary.
1: I, I, I pull out my gun and I say, you know, I promise I won't shoot him, but if shit goes down, you know, your life comes first.
0: I appreciate that. Uh, if, if anything should happen, I think I can handle myself. But it's good to know that you have my back.
1: Right. Well, you know, I don't want to I'd rather, I'd rather have this and not need it than, uh, need it and not
0: have it. Precisely.
1: Are you ready to go then?
0: Huh. <sighs> Damn well better be. Let's do it.
2: Alright. Okay. Uh, so you guys head out. Uh, Fiona, you, you scuttle back, and I imagine that much like, uh, Kronk in the Emperor's New Groove, you are accompanying yourself on, uh, on sneaky music. Yes. Yes. Um, you're, you're skulking along, preventing a cat from walking all over your keyboard while you're trying to host a podcast. That's and, depressing. uh, yeah, you know, there's, Fiona's a multitasker. She's got uh, a lot of fires, a lot of irons and a lot of fires, um, which is hard for a fairy to do. Moving on. <laughs> you, um, skulk around and you're, you're noticing that the place is absolutely plastered with, uh, family photos with uh, Ramona, the mother, and uh, Theodore, and Theodore's father, of course, Theodore Preston V. And in all of them, there is a very clear element of, uh, I'm proud of my boy. Um, but interestingly enough, it's always in the context of Teddy Sixth doing things his father is doing. Like, uh, it's always both of them dressed up and hunting at his lodge, or it's both of them at the yacht club on, on their yacht, or something like that. It never quite seems to be anything of Teddy's.
3: And, uh, how staged does it all look?
2: Oh, it's very clearly, like, they clearly paid thousands of dollars to make these photos look off the cuff and spontaneous. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you, you scuttle through the house, retracing your steps as best you could, and uh almost come smack into uh into cluster fall down with uh miss ramona as a matter of fact
4: oh goodness oh dear a little bit lost aren't
2: you
3: yeah where is your little girl's room oh oh right this way right this way
2: and she uh, she guides you to one of the bathrooms that is very, actually very cleverly concealed behind, like, an ionic column or some other completely unnecessary architectural feature. <laughs> she says,
4: all right, well, uh, here we are. Oh, and,
2: and she uh, reaches into the pocket of her dress. She says, Boston said that this fell out of the coat of your associate, Mr. Byron. And she brings out the uh, the parcel that you picked up at the guard station and she says,
4: now this is interesting
2: because Tadworth is the company from
4: from whom Milwaukee Prep ordered all of their class rings but Teddy has already had his for weeks
3: yeah, that's that's mine I actually recently graduated
4: did you? congratulations does your does your bodyguard school use Tadworth's as well?
2: Sure. Fantastic. They do wonderful work. Simply the best. They do. She, she she hands you the little parcel and says,
4: All right, well, there's, there's the little girls, and uh, when you're done speaking with Teddy, you must come back. I'd, I'd love to give you all some pastries to take to the road, with you?
3: I might take you up on that.
0: Very good. Very Everyone, good. Very- Everyone <clears throat> in this campaign just wants to give us pastries. It's the pastry verse. I mean,
3: uh, I'm completely okay with that. (laughs) I will eat them all.
2: Yeah, very good. So she hands you the little box and says, "Very good.
3: Mm. Very
2: (coughs) pardon me. Very good." Well, and she. I offer
3: her a uh, a strangely pristine handkerchief, considering it's coming from Fiona.
2: Certainly, Uh, she takes it and uh, almost as if the act of taking it caused her to crack her shell a little bit. She actually coughs violently into it. And uh never loses her ladylike composure. She coughs, you know, violently as only a true lady can. But um she she dabs at her mouth a little bit. Her lipstick is completely intact.
4: Oh of course. Because of,
2: of course it is. And said, uh,
4: "Oh, thank you, dear. I've had the nastiest little, nastiest little bug lately, and I can't seem to get rid of it. Must have something to do with these headaches."
2: And she, uh, she folds the handkerchief back up, just you know, in a in a sanitary way, and uh, hands it to you. And as as you do, you notice that it is uh, stained with light blue.
3: I stuff it in my back pocket carefully, um, and turn back to her. I'm sure you'll be feeling better very soon.
2: That's very kind of you to say, dear. And she uh, she just kind of hangs out for a second to make sure you're actually going to the bathroom, not just going to wander around in her house, which I think we can agree is fair.
3: Yeah, that, that's fair. I yeah. go in the bathroom and...
2: It is magnificent!
3: <laughs> Holy shit!
2: This bathroom is incredible. It has... Do you guys remember that? Does it have a bidet? Of course, it has a bidet. I am playing
3: with the bidet.
2: It has a bidet. It has a benight. It has <laughs> everything you could possibly Fuck imagine. You, Casey. <laughs> Fuck you. And your stupid pun. Please,
3: please, please tell me what a benight is for in extreme detail.
2: It's for pooping in the nighttime. <laughs> uh, okay, so yes, um, there are fountains. And birds flying around and there's actually a string quartet behind a little, uh, like a little folding paper, uh, wall shield screen sort of thing in one corner and, uh, they're they're pumping out some Vivaldi for you.
3: That's a little uncomfortable, but okay.
2: All right. So there's all that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, what do you, what do you do? Do you just, you just hang out and do you further infiltrate the house? Do you go find the boys? What do you, what's, what's going on?
3: Um, I make noises approximating someone who is using the little girl's room. Sure. And then I exit and beeline straight for the guys.
2: Fair enough. Um, as, as you leave, you must trip some invisible sensor or something because a voice, uh, comes from completely invisible speakers, concealed God only knows where, saying, We hope you enjoyed your stay in the Preston's bathroom. Please fill out a comment card and we hope to see you again. And you notice that, that by the door there is in fact a little stack of comment cards.
3: Uh,
2: thanks. Bye bye. What
3: the hell, I take a comment card and I fill it
2: out. There you go. What do you say?
3: Glowing, glowing reviews.
2: Fair enough. (laughs) And you put it in the little, little suggestion box. Okay. Um, I'm going to say just, you just, you just catch up with the boys
3: so some shit's going on
1: I think we're
2: well aware of that
1: also where the hell did you come from the bathroom
3: it's amazing Um,
0: what do you mean by some shit's going on what have you learned
3: well little teddy apparently has already had his class ring for weeks so I don't know what the hell this is and I hand him the package back and mom's got something far worse than I thought going on, and I show him the handkerchief.
2: Oh, it's, uh, it's started to dissolve the handkerchief. Oh. Not like active, like it's, it's not, you know, gonna eat through it in your hand, but you can see that whatever it is is clearly undermining the structural integrity <laughs> of that handkerchief.
0: Um, that's, that's upsetting.
3: That came from her mouth.
0: Uh-huh. We should probably get a physician in here. Or soon. A
3: neurologist. Uh
0: you know all of these things In fact I go back to the aviary and A bird uh, lands on your head. Great. I uh, I pick this bird up with my with just my finger. Sure. Um and I set it on a perch and just like give it a, a one second, uh, and I I take out I t- I take out the um one of one of my business cards with my name written on it, and I just scribble a note um, that says, "Uh, uh I, w- magic doctor what, what what would be the word for magic doctor? No,
2: that's the technical term.
0: Okay, magic doctor, yep. Preston Estate, um, Ramona Preston." a healer uh, sh- whatever it's it's written now um, the magic doctor stony and i i roll this this card um into a little thing and i tie it to the bird's ankle with some string and um Casey did I, you
3: just make a faint bird noise yes <laughs>
0: uh as i am tying it to his foot i sort of push my will towards it and and show it the um the bird's entrance to the white council's <laughs> chambers.
4: <laughs> the bird's entrance.
0: Yep. Racist. Where else would they um, from? <laughs> and then I, I pick it up by, by the finger again and um, and open a window and sort of send it on its way.
2: Fair enough. This is a surprisingly strong-willed cormorant. And it, uh, it looks you in the eye before it takes off. And, like, it doesn't speak human, and you don't speak bird. But there is an understanding between you that this bird is not obeying, it is choosing to cooperate.
0: That's fine. Okay. I, I give it a gracious bow as it leaves.
2: It bows a little bit back and just, uh, takes off
0: into the, uh, into the afternoon sun. Wonderful. Alright, you staying in the aviary? What are you doing? Uh, I return to the party. Fair. Okay, as
2: you, uh, as you exit the aviary, you hear a, uh, a faint cry. Coming from uh what turns out to be a cockatiel just hanging out in one corner, tealing, you know, like uh-huh. you do. And as you approach, you can hear that it's uh repeating one phrase over and over again in its little, you know, kind of nondescript cockatiel way, just as it goes about its day. Like, you might, you know, hum a song to yourself or whistle in your daily work, except what this cockatiel is saying over and over again is... Bruh!
4: Oh, God, Teddy, why? Oh, God,
3: what have you done? Uh-huh. So is this just turning into a horror movie?
0: Oh, this was a horror movie before we even started. Oh, yeah. Um, Tony, that gave me chills.
3: <laughs>
0: okay, so I return to the party. Um, Hey, look, you guys, it's a Solomon. We need to get this kid right
2: now I'm ready
1: um, I look around uh, is there any like large bodies of water
2: uh, oh yeah absolutely there's there's water everywhere there are um, are you guys in a backyard are you still inside
1: I think we're outside now like heading towards this shed or whatever right
2: oh sure yeah there's a there's a there's a whole pond and uh, and whatnot and water right not like a pool like chlorinated okay no it's, it's main it's maintained but it's it's a freshwater pond yeah Okay. and you uh, actually you actually don't see a shed or a shack anywhere you see uh what looks like the neighbor's house but between here and there there's there's no like smaller building
1: okay wait so where is he then
2: uh if you if you look closely you notice that on the neighboring building it uh there's there's actually a crude wooden sign that says uh teddy's teddy's playhouse <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, so I have Heart of My Mother, right? Uh, uh, which is, like, when I'm manipulating water. Um, is there any way I could, like, does it, do I have to have the water, can I, like, pick up the water and carry it with me? (laughs) Like,
2: uh... I'm gonna say that's a little above your, your, your level of finesse at the moment. Um, the, the text I've got here says, plus two to forceful when manipulating natural water sources, four to smash, soak, or smother. If successful, take success, uh, shift as stress in fey Nature Stress track, which is a thing I do need to set is, up.
1: So is there any, like, water
2: sources
1: near the playhouse?
2: No, it's... The the pond is kind of the middle ground between the house proper and the playhouse. And calling it the playhouse is the creepiest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, what else would it be? Uh, yeah. Okay, then... Uh, and as, as you look, it's not actually, like, literally another mansion, but it then, it is, it's, it's literally a house. Uh,
1: then what I was planning uh, isn't going to work, so I just take out my gun. Fair uh, sure enough. And I get ready.
2: Okay. Solomon, what are you doing?
0: Uh, I am doing the wizard thing of, like, clearing the mind, and um, I open my wizard site as I look at the the building.
2: Okay. Um, It is immediately apparent that that was the biggest mistake you have made in many a long year. Okay. Because this playhouse is not only a swirling maelstrom of pure, hateful, dark energy, but also, and you don't know how you failed to pick up on this without turning your wizard's sight on, you don't know how this wasn't just immediately apparent to you, but something about this place is breaking down the world around you. It's like Uh. reality is beginning... To thin, not in like a uh, not in like a violent tearing through the walls between worlds kind of way,
0: but like just sort of unraveling.
2: Exactly. Like, you know, when you have your favorite pair of jeans for years and years and years and years and and eventually they just start to get thin. Yeah, it's kind of like that. And it, and as you turn around, you you see that this effect is extending well beyond the boundaries of the Preston property, but it's definitely emanating from this house.
0: Okay. What uh, did you see? Shit is real bad. Let's put it that way.
1: All right. So can um, I can I assume we're gonna stop the discourse and just get this guy?
0: I'm gonna take a knee and just hold my head for a second, um, and uh, I say, "No, we stick to the plan. If we can, if we can nab this kid willingly, it'll go a lot better for us. Especially if we're still here when things go bad."
1: All right. I mean, if you say so.
0: I, I recompose myself and start walking towards the the playhouse. Is uh,
1: before before that happens? Um, are there windows in this house? Like, is there like? Yeah. Is it like is it a single story? Is this? Is yeah. This... It's
2: it's a, it's a single story. I exaggerated earlier because I thought it would be funny, but now it's biting me in the ass. Um, it's it's a single story, but it's it's literally like a whole other house. Okay. So, is, there, yeah,
1: it's, is it's, there like a skylight or like not that you can see? That's all right. Um, I'd like to before we like knock on the door. Um, I am uh, a pretty good sneaky person,
4: mm-hmm. so
1: uh, I want to like kind of sneak around, uh, peek inside the window, see if I can see what's happening before we just
2: knock on the door. You know, sure. absolutely. Um, you sneak up and as you approach the house, you are hit with, uh, a pretty quickly overwhelming, like it's not a wall, but as soon as you enter into this like fog of magic stench, it begins to get pretty thick pretty quickly. And, uh, eventually making your way toward the house becomes pretty difficult because you're kind of disoriented by it. Um, but you, you don't have to roll or anything but you do you you sneak up there and you guys are facing the front of the house the front of the house faced the backyard of the house proper like the 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 mansion so um there's like the front door and the garage are are right there which uh window do you want to look in
1: um what windows were
2: they again um there's what looks like maybe a sitting or like a front room a uh, window and maybe a kitchen window and a window into the garage.
1: Uh, I look in the garage
2: window first. Okay, very good. You sneak on over there, and the taste of magic in the air is uh, almost nauseating now. And you peek into the window, and this garage is a nightmare magic laboratory uh almost every available inch of floor, wall and ceiling space has been inscribed with runes and circles and sigils and crazed rantings in a language you don't even recognize um and lying on a workbench uh just below a wall with what appears to be some kind of large spiraling diagram but sitting on the workbench is an object that is shining so brightly and so powerfully with this horrible dark magic that you can barely even stand to look at it.
1: Okay. Um, I, I don't want to call them over, so uh, do I see him in the garage working? No.
2: Just... No, he's not. A, the garage, to to the extent of your ability to discern, appears to be empty. Okay, um, I'm trying to think. It's really difficult because whatever is in there is putting out something that it's it's making it difficult for you to even. Remember. I, as, I as the player am
1: trying to think. Fair enough. Uh, I'm a bounty hunter, right? Yeah, you are, buddy. So I have. Is it safe to assume that I have some like gadgety kind of things? Um,
4: mm-hmm. Safe to assume?
2: I'm gonna say no, only because you've always presented Rowan as this very sort of straightforward, let's do this kind of guy. But if you can give me a convincing argument, I might could be persuaded.
1: So- I uh, one of my approaches is great. Careful, that's so true. I feel like
2: that's your best approach. Hunter I think.
1: is always prepared. Right. I'm not saying I have a bunch of like fancy like right, do, like like Mission Impossible stuff, but uh, so
2: what are what are you what are you looking to have? Well, on? I am
1: a, I am a I am a a magic user, but I, I feel like sometimes I may need to record and or log information that I see while I'm out on the field. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I would assume that especially if uh, the, the the hotel, the Westfield car- Carter, right, uh, is able to employ some sort of magical-based electricity, whatever technology kind of thing, I've been able to uh, create a... a Spy camera Ooh. Uh, uh, that is kind of immune to uh, magical the issues that happens with technology and magic.
2: Sure. Okay. Um. I will let you have the thing because that's really cool and it makes me happy. I will not give you immune to the effects of magic because that's something the top wizards in the world haven't been able to get their hands around. But so, like, like not immune, but. Like resistant, resistance
1: towards
2: to two hundred meters. Blah blah blah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So sure, I'll give uh, it to you. I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm hoping the it's not. It's small enough for it to not be super noticeable, but I kind of uh, place it up on the window.
2: Yeah. In fact, it is a little um, beetle. Perfect. Yeah. So okay, I so you it place there. it on the window.
1: I, I set it there, and I, I, I have a recording. I'm assuming that it's it's like uh, and tell me if I, I can't do this, but like instead of me having to go back and retrieve it, uh, it's, it's sending the feed over to some undisclosed location recording it.
2: It's, uh, yes. I'll let you do that on the condition that you give it an adorable name right now. Uh,
1: I. Uh, Jackie says Fluffy and Sprinkles
0: <laughs> the, Fluffy and Sprinkles Yes Okay the, um. So would Just talking mechanically for the system Because I still don't know it Would that count as like burning a fate point To,
2: to yes. use an aspect Yeah I was actually about to get to that um, According okay. to the most current fate the, the most current character sheet I have for you Rowan Um you're down to one fate point, which is not a bad thing.
1: Wait, but. wait, but I thought I thought they refresh after each session.
2: Did we decide on
0: session? Um, I think it makes more sense with in-game day the way we're handling this. Well,
2: either way, either way, well, yeah, either way, you're absolutely is right. No. Uh, you're absolutely right. This is a new day, so no worries. Cool. That re- your refresh automatically puts you back up at three, and burning one of these puts you uh, back down at two. Cool. Absolutely. All right. So yeah, you have uh, you have little fluffy sprinkles, and he's he's scuttling around and uh, looking looking for an entryway into this uh, into this garage of horrors. And somewhere far away, at the Westfield Carter Hotel, in a. Uh, and, uh, it looks honestly like a telemarketing office. There's just cubicles and people with you know little potted plants on their desks and funny calendars they got from promotional events. And uh, one of them says, uh, "Hey, Jim. Yeah, Ted.
4: Well, I think we got ourselves a uh, we we got ourselves a tiny little beetle
2: guy looking at something.
4: Oh man, ring it up on the screen, bro. Totes, bro.
2: So they uh, they ring it up on the screen and they get a good view of what uh, your little beetle cam sees.
3: So I like right. it to be known that I hate both of these people.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. It is known. They instantly are aware of it. So, hey, bro,
4: uh, did you get that? Yeah, instant wave of hatred, right, bro? Toads, bro!
2: <laughs> so they, um, they begin recording what your little fluffy beetle cam okay. sees.
1: Awesome. So I go back to Solomon uh, and I say, uh, I've deployed a, a spy cam. Uh, your, your friends at the Westfield Carter are going to be able to know exactly what happens
0: here uh fantastic
2: fiona what what are you doing how do you feel about this because both fiona and rowan as half you know at least partially fey creatures are uh getting really really bad vibes from this place
3: i want to crack open the package
2: Oh yeah, sure. Uh, it's not difficult. It's wrapped in nice brown paper and you um, you open it up and inside is a very nice class ring. It is set with um, a large gaudy amethyst and around the um, the versicle, the, the the setting is inscribed uh, class of 2015 um, Milwaukee Heights uh, Trust Fundamentals. And that's like their 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 logos as the trust fundies. Oh God! Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I, go ahead.
3: Am I getting any sort of weird feeling off of it?
2: No, yeah, it's uh, it's a nice ring. It's sized for you know a teenage boy's hand, and it uh, it's made out of a nice, uh, burnished bronze. I think.
0: Ooh.
3: Yeah,
2: it's just a nice, really high quality class ring.
3: I put it on. It's mine now.
2: There you go. Fiona can now pass herself off as a graduate of Milwaukee Heights Preparatory. (laughs) All right, then.
3: I'm assuming this is what's supposed to actually be the class ring. What he's wearing is something completely different.
0: You know, it wouldn't surprise me.
3: I think we need to get his ring. But this one's mine.
0: Okay. Okay. You have fun with that. I think we need to get him before we worry about what's on his finger.
3: I think if we get what's on his finger, we can get him.
1: Let's just knock on the door now.
0: I go and knock on the door.
3: Okay.
1: <laughs> we both we both kind of stand behind uh, him, like... Imagine, like, I imagine, like, a mob boss and, and the two bodyguards behind him kind of pose.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Brandishing uh, my magazine. And what's that? I
3: am brandishing my magazine.
2: Fair enough. It's very intimidating. <laughs> okay, you do so. Uh, Solomon knocks on the door. There is a. Uh, a very intentional silence. Because there's a big difference between the silence of there not actually being anything moving and the silence of something trying not to move. And uh eventually the door opens ever so slightly and you see a bloodshot, crazed eye peek out and a voice uh raspy with horrible emotions just scrawl out to you who are you and what do you want
0: I grin um and I say Theodore Preston I assume my mm. name is Solomon Byron I am a professor at OSU you've received top marks this past term I've come to chat with you a bit why what do you want with me well, OSU would like to offer you a full-ride scholarship and, if I may confess some uh personal investment in having you aboard, you would be a great asset to the department. I make it a point of pride to recruit students personally.
2: He, he kind of rears back just a little bit and squints at you as you're saying all this. And, uh, as you go on, I'm just taking a look at your sheet here. Um, and it's, it's all making more and more sense to him as you're saying this. Like, oh, of course they want me. Why wouldn't they? I'm fantastic. And, uh, and an easy arrogance comes to his face as if everything he's always deserved is finally coming. He says, and he, he, he straightens himself up some. And and runs some fingers through his hair and opens his opens his door up and composes himself some. He says, "Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, for for forgive me. I've been getting over a, a little cold that I think my mother gave me." Um. Sure. Come on in, and we can talk about what you can do for me. And he he opens his his door up and gestures the
0: three of you inside. Great. Uh, I walk in.
1: I, he let us in, right? He said we can come in? Yes, yep. Okay, then I come in.
2: Fiona?
3: Uh, I follow at a suspicious but reasonable distance.
0: Uh, as we're coming in, I say to the Preston boy, these are my associates, um, Rowan and Fiona. They are personal security, and one of them is a, teacher's aid
2: but they don't control me getting into your school like you do of course not Uh, okay all right well then hi hi those guys it's nice to see you anyway so what can you do for me you want me to come to your school because i'm great is that what i'm hearing
0: yes exactly
2: Oh, all right. Well, it's great that that school finally came to its senses. You know, I applied there a bunch of times, and they said that I didn't have the grades and that no amount of my daddy's money could buy my way in, but I guess I showed them, didn't I?
0: Well, you did improve your grades considerably this past term.
2: Yeah. I guess now you guys know you're all the only smarties around. And he uh he leads you through the house. And it's... It's decorated in much the way that a, uh, teenage boy given his own house would decorate it, which is to say that it's in a shambles. Yeah. And, um, he, he leads you into the kitchen and opens up a, a fridge that is just, just crammed with every kind of imported beer there could possibly be. Hey, you guys want some brewskis?
0: Uh, I look at his hands very briefly.
2: Sure, um, when you do so, actually, you know what you wanna you wanna give me a roll on that?
0: Sure, what am I rolling?
2: Well, do you think that quick or sneaky would apply better? It's not for me to decide
0: um, I'm gonna say quick, go for it, just a really quick glance down, and sure. I'm going to uh I'd have a plus zero in this, yep well I that, got it's not nothing, go ahead, yeah, I got a zero,
2: okay, that's fair. Um, you do a quick finger, and you saw that there definitely is something on one of his fingers, but you didn't get a good enough look to make anything of it.
0: Okay. Uh, I graciously accept his, his offer. Cool. Uh, what about you two?
2: No, thank you. He uh, He doesn't... You know how when you decline a beverage, someone just kind of flows into the next step of, oh, okay, that's fine he doesn't get there. Like he's still in the conversational part where he offers you a beer. And like the fact that you've said no, doesn't compute to him. And he, he, he makes a little tiny gesture with his hand and he looks at you a little more intently. And he says, are you sure you don't want a brewski? And this crushing wave of pressure descends on your mind. Um, it feels like the worst sinus pressure you've ever felt in your life, except it's inside where your brain meets are and not in your face meets. Right. And you, it, it's something you can resist. Go ahead. I, um, oh, sorry, Dylan.
0: So um, is there any like physical change that I see?
2: Um, you're not using your sight, right? Right. Okay. Um. Then no. You 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 see him if you're looking for it. You you see him do a little a little wiggle something with his hand, and he does kind of lean forward as he peers at Rowan. But he doesn't like gesture wildly, and Rowan's face doesn't explode or anything.
0: Then I just look at Rowan.
1: Um. Now here's a question. Uh. Because I'm all about using what I have. Um. Is is like. Essentially, he's trying to control me, right?
2: Um, um, you can tell that he's trying to get you to do something. Whether or not he's trying to control you like a puppet, or whether or not he's just trying to get you to do one thing, you can't tell.
1: Um. So my my question is, if I were to, uh, like let my fae influence, uh become more prevalent would mm-hmm. that allow me to uh prevent his advances uh more than i would in my normal states
2: um i mean yeah i don't see why not if you want to uh burn a fate point on uh tapping your last son of the spring court aspect that sounds like a well, thing I'm, we can do i'm
1: wondering like uh and you can tell me is is Am I wasting a point by doing this? Do you think
2: so there's no way to know, is there? Yeah.
1: Um I'm 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 pretty okay, so I'm I'm he's he's telling me to do this, but I'm still in control. I can I can still say no,
2: right? Yeah, it's like um If you're holding on to something that's way, way, way too hot, like you can make yourself keep hold on keep holding on to it. Right. I
1: I look at him and I say I'm good, thank you. I don't drink, and like I say it kind of forcefully, like like it, it's it's a struggle for me to
2: say this to him. Right, uh, done it. He uh, looks at you very very suspiciously, and uh, his his glance slides over to Fiona, and he says, "What about you? Drink."
3: Um, have have I been able to see the effect that it's had on Rowan?
2: Um, yeah, I'm going to say that in some, like, fairy pheromone kind of way or something, some wavelength humans don't have, really. You you sense that there was definitely something weird going on between Rowan and this kid. You didn't have the specifics of it, but something definitely just transpired between them, and now Rowan's acting really weird.
3: Uh, So between... That That is making me not want a beer. Sure. But it's, like, imported craft beer.
2: It really is.
3: So I'm having a really, really hard time saying no.
2: Hey, hey, Thony is the one with the dual nature, all right?
3: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, eventually I do reluctantly take one.
2: Okay, fair enough. That seems to uh that seems to placate him some. He says, "All right. Well, now that that's settled," and he looks at Rowan disdainfully. He says, uh, "Why don't we retreat to my parlor and we can talk about what OSU can do for me, or rather what your piddly little school will do to make sure I grace it
0: by attending." The um does he have a drink with him?
2: Uh he does. He's got a brusque okay. he-
0: Alright, so he, he leads you
2: off to a parlor games room type place. And there's a pool table, and there's a pinball machine, and there's a ski ball machine, and all kinds of cool stuff.
0: And there's a PlayStation 5 prototype. There really is.
2: There's a there's a hover trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> so he uh he, he gestures for you guys to to sit down around uh, around a table. That is uh, covered in doodles and carvings and beer stains. Uh, do
0: these carvings look like sh- sigilry?
2: You know what's interesting? Uh, most of them seem to be just insipid little, you know, schoolboy math sucks, blah blah blah, I hate homework. But there is a very uh, definite little chunk of the table where he's or he or whoever has carved what appear to be some
0: runes. Right. Okay. Um I look around the horrible mess of a table for a coaster.
2: Um there is a math test that has been folded into a square and has beer circles on it.
0: Great. I um I crack open the beer. I assume that there is a bottle opener and if not I use my belt buckle. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. He uh, he, see- he sees you do this and he's like Bro, I certainly have done my time, <laughs>
4: uh,
0: and I, I yes. take a swig and I I take a swig and I set it on the uh, horrible, awful math test.
2: <laughs> it is in fact a horrible, awful math test. Uh, from inside, you can see that a uh, heavy red sharpie was used to grade it, and it appears to be an F. So. He uh, leans back like a a lord of the realm and says, So tell me, why should I consider even going to your school? You know, I'm being courted by some of the top schools in the nation right now. Yeah, basically have my pick. I could go wherever I wanted.
0: Well, (laughs) while that may be, OSU keeps you local, keeps you close to home. (laughs) Not a fan of your family.
2: Shaw." Why would I? Well, old, old man's always trying to get me into his yacht clubs and his country clubs and his secret meetings where they wear sheets. It's all super dumb.
0: Hmm.
3: Is the implication here that his dad is a member of the KKK, or? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I figure it's like a Greek fraternity. They're wearing togas. I don't really
3: need- I don't think there's a
2: working chapter of the KKK in Oregon.
0: There could be. This is fictional Portland. That
2: would what if What if you're both right and it's the Kappa Kappa
0: Kappa? Oh, ah, um, OSU's facilities are, uh, while they may not be ranked among the the top schools, our facilities and our programs are comparable.
2: Uh huh. So, you told me earlier that you're willing to offer me a free ride. Yes. Okay, so like room, board, tuition, all that. I can basically just do what I want.
0: Absolutely.
2: All right. Well, that's the same deal that everybody else is offering me. Besides being near my terrible parents and all the people I know and the house where all my stuff is, like, what do you what are you gonna gimme? And he he leans back with this this casual cockiness that how do I, how do I explain this? It's like if you meet a terrible child who never had to learn any manners and So my brother. Your brother and <laughs> um you put him in a room with some other kids and put a giant bowl full of like Halloween candy in front of them, he would like literally not understand that he shouldn't just take all of the Reese's cups immediately.
0: I look around the room again um and I, I look at his his hands to get a better look at the thing I saw earlier.
2: Sure. You look around and there's like posters of the rock and roll and, um, and some movies of the, you know, explosion and cars variety. And you, you look down and the thing on his hand is a ring. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to look at. It's kind of Wobbly. It looks like you're. It looks like, honestly, like a patch of desert haze. Like, you know, the mirage at the far end of the highway that looks like a puddle of water? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like there's a little patch of that sitting on his hand uh, that's trying real hard to look like a, a round purple stone.
0: Okay. Um, I look back up at him and I say, Well, Theodore, the school itself can't offer you much you won't find anywhere else. But I have a, I do have a personal interest in bringing you to the school. And I am very well connected. I gesture to the, the poster of his favorite rock and roll band. And I say, I can get you backstage at any concert. I I gesture over to his, uh, to the various, like, pinball machines and things. And I say, I even know some of the finest dealers in the country pinball machines. As a personal favor to me, if you would at least consider attending OSU, I can offer you nearly anything. I reach for the beer again, and I say, I'm just asking you to take a tour of the school. He, um... <sighs>
2: He's got this, this look on his face like he's both completely in control of the situation and really, really, really happy with that fact. Yeah. And he leans forward and he takes another sip of his brewski and he and he folds his hand such that one of his fingers is resting on top of his ring.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and you can see him kind of uh, moving in a little motion, kind of kind of swirling around it. And he says, OK, I've got an idea. How about. I come to your school, and you give me your job. And as he says this, uh, a wave of force crashes against your mind. It's almost staggering.
0: Okay. Is there anything I can do to resist this?
2: Uh, tell me about your wizard training. Give me give me in-world stuff. Like, mechanically, um, let me take a look.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't understand the system very well. So um, Sure.
2: I don't either. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Um so the the w- typical wizard's training I I guess there is no typical wizard's training. Right. Um but as someone very steeped in the political realm of the wizard world. Right. Um self-preservation is a pretty major concern, right? Right. So I would imagine that there's been some level of devotion to psychic training, but not a total... Like, it's not a focus because right. there's so much other thing, other um defensive training that has to happen. Right. So...
2: Yeah, I would say you've had... um at least in your beta- basic meditative training, you have learned how to wall off parts of your mind, how to control the machinery of your mind more finely than the average person does, and that um, while you can't completely shrug off the force of whatever it is he's throwing at you, you can at least contain the area in which it's happening.
0: Okay. Um, so I sort of through gritted teeth say that sounds great
2: okay fantastic and um, and he he, he hoists his brew with this look of just absolute joyous entitlement like life is beautiful and the world was made only for him and he says dudes lady dude whose name I never got because you're not in a position to offer me prizes like he is I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Any any hoists his brew to clink it with you guys. I clink. Clink.
3: Fiona. I am uh, staring at the one piece of the table that actually seems to have something of value written on it. Sure. And I would like to Yes, I would like to use, I liked it before it was cool, to um, determine what it says.
2: Sure, to use your approximate knowledge of everything. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, let's see here. You... Let's see. Now, as as a hipster favorista, it's it's safe to assume that Fiona has spent a fair amount of time in uh, occult bookstores, because of course you have, and your knowledge of rune whatnot is not super deep. It's approximate, but you think that just just from the way it's from the way it's written out there, um, it looks like a name, and that name. With the, with the arrangement of runes and their meanings that you do remember, it looks like that name could be Alto Zephyr.
3: I would like to say the name out loud instead of clinking.
2: Uh, okay, absolutely. He, he holds his bottle in the air for a moment and then leaps from the table and whips his bottle at your head. Uh, he is going. Like the wind. Well, we'll see about so that. Have won't something I
1: something I want to do. Like he's, his bottle is full of, of beer, right?
2: It's at least half full. Yeah,
1: beer is uh, a liquid. Can I? It's, is it safe to assume that I could possibly manipulate what's in it?
2: Ah, oh, phony! How could you have known that this particular beer is brewed with crystal aquifer water from deep within the heart of the Rockies? <laughs> yes, it
1: is. So as, as he's, like, whipping it to throw it at him, I want to, like, expand the beer out as quickly as I can. Okay. And make the bottle explode in his face.
2: Okay, while well, he's still holding it or after he's thrown it?
1: No, like, like as he's, as he's like, like...
3: So he's put his hand back to throw it and as it's coming forward...
2: Sure. Right
1: when it's in front of his face, I want it to explode.
2: Okay, fantastic. And you have got ba 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 Okay, now I am going to have to make you roll for this. Um so you want to do that quickly. Um so go ahead and roll your quick, which is a plus 1, and you'll be rolling it against his attempt to I'm going to say forcefully wing the bottle at her head. So whoever has the better score wins.
1: Well, okay, but I'm I'm using my heart of my mother
2: to do this. You are. Okay, so if you and you get a plus 2 to forceful when you do that. So if you can explain to me how you're going to do that forcefully instead of quickly. Okay. Well, like it's it's instantaneous and and you're just yeah, right. yeah, I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying. Okay, so go ahead and make your forceful roll, and uh, he's gonna make his forceful roll to wing it at her noggin. Six. Oh, uh, that works. <laughs> so um, yes, the bottle literally explodes in his hand right next to his head. Um, I'm gonna say that his his right hand, the hand in which he's holding the bottle and the hand with the ring on it actually is almost pulped like it's just torn apart by exploding glass and the uh, the right side of his face as well is just absolutely embedded with flying glass and he he keels over sideways in a in a beer soaked keening puddle of blood and misery like someone who's never felt pain in their lives.
1: I, I yell to Solomon, put him in a binding circle now so he can't escape.
0: Um, so I would like to warp the wood of the table Ooh. into a circle around him.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Come on.
3: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And um, since I'm a fay, while he's doing that, I'm putting huge amounts of... Um, wind pressure on him to keep him down on the ground while Solomon works the circle.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Okay, no wait. Tell me about tell me more
0: about turning this table into a circle. Yes. So the um the the idea is to this has to happen fairly quickly, so I guess it has yeah. to be a a quick roll, which is not something I'm good at. Well um so could I roll this carefully uh, and just take a little bit of time with it, so that um uh because i I have to warp the wood in such a way that it um that it's not gonna splinter and break right um which well, which which means using fire uh like elemental fire mm-hmm. to warm the wood but not burn it, sure, so that it becomes malleable sure, and then uh like earth magic to physically just. And join do- it into a circle.
2: Right. God, I love you guys so much. This was so much fun. Um. Yes, absolutely. I will allow that. And because, I mean, first of all, he's he's just taken a face full of glass, and one of his hands basically isn't a hand anymore. He's not going to, you know, spring back up and start making trouble. Um right. He's still conscious, and he's struggling and trying to get up. But Fiona's working pretty well at keeping him pinned down with air magic there. So, um, I think you might even have time
0: solomon byron to Ooh. use your your unexpected finesse i do so in fact magic do it uh okay great so i rolled a two and i have a plus two in careful and that gives me another plus two so that's a six
2: wow yeah we're rolling sixes tonight yes so, uh absolutely. And you know what? Not only does your uh containment circle work, it is a thing of beauty. Like, you somehow manage to take the time to get all of the grain going in the same way. <laughs> and when it bound together, so it looks like one solid carbon unbroken circle of wood. It's really pretty. What kind of wood is this? I'm going to say it's maple. Okay, great.
3: When we're done and... The, the kid is, is all taken care of, I would like it to be known that I want this circle as decor in Magic Bean. Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, this, um, there's just this pervading scent of like a fresh-cooked pancake breakfast. Yep. <laughs> and obviously I close the circle in, in the magical sense. Sure. And I begin working some bindings to keep the, uh, the child from moving.
2: Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, while all of this is happening, he's, he's recomposed himself just a little bit and, and looked around. And while he clearly doesn't understand, like, the full extent of what you're doing, he knows enough to know what's happening. <laughs> and, uh, and he looks around and this look of, of pure confusion, like, But wait a minute, I win. Like...
0: (laughs) So, um, I... As he is composing himself and looking around, I stare daggers directly into his eyes.
1: Oh, yes! Oh, yes! yes. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: Okay, um, his eyes lock with yours, and he he looks even more confused for a moment and then his eyes go wide as you lock and the soul gaze begins. Yes. And I think that's where we'll call it for right now.
3: Ah! Ah.
2: How dare delightful. Okay, um you guys, this was incredible. Thank you all for listening and by you all, I mean Shannon.
0: Yeah, right.
2: And also, uh Dylan's girlfriend, am I right?
0: Uh yeah, uh Christina nice. Big fan of the show, Fantastic. Well, thank you all two listeners,
2: <laughs> and we are so glad to be back you guys we you guys don't even understand. we've been trying to get this thing back together for a long time um for us and for you guys, and we certainly hope you are enjoying it. so please keep on listening, please tweet at us at semi auto magi. please visit our Facebook page and tell all your friends if they like goofy dudes doing goofy stuff. And uh we'll be back as soon as we can. And we love you all. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, all my buddies.